good evening, and welcome to our show. Thanks for joining the Cherry Ice Cream Smile Podcast, a place where friends who just happen to be Durannies get together to talk about our love of music, pop culture, concerts, and of course, our favorite boys, past, present, and future. Hi, this is Suzanne. I'm Jody. Hi, this is Stephanie. Hi, everybody. It's Jody, and we, the Cherry Ice Cream Smile Podcast Girls, are um, talking about 80s singles that should have been a hit, or in other words, favorite 80s singles that wasn't a hit. Um, this idea comes to us from a, a previous issue, number 51, of Classic Pop Magazine, and we thought it might be a, an interesting topic to broach in our discussion today. 80s singles that weren't a hit. Um, Stephanie, what are, what what's your what we're gonna do it in kind of a two two uh two part two because we have some Duran singles that should have been hits, uh, but also other other bands or other music that we like that we think could also fit this list. Stephanie, what do you think? Of course my favorite one of my favorite singles that people who are not Duranies would not know about this song was comes from my my first Duran album that I ever had, Seven Ragged Tiger, which is going to be Shadows on Your Side. But at the Love same it. time, <laughs> are you one of those types of people that it's like you kind of are glad that it wasn't a hit because then it's like even more special? Does that make sense? I get it. Yeah. Like that is like one of my favorite songs, if not my favorite songs, off Seven Ragged Tiger. But at the same time, I'm glad that it's something that not everybody universally mm-hmm. knows. And I don't yeah, think, and I don't think this is a bad thing if they weren't hits. Right. I think these are songs that we really loved. Yeah. That maybe we don't hear them on the radio still today. Maybe the standout track might be a better. Yeah. The standout track from from a certain album, in my opinion. But I, I do, know. I do love Shadows on Your Side. Yes. The baseline. Oh my god. <laughs> Yeah, okay. But I totally hear what you're saying about that because even Simon mentioned in this week's episode of Wish about songs that are ruined, and he mentioned "Perfect Day" by Lou Reed. I mean, you hear it in a certain context, the whole thing is ruined. And if it's not a hit, and if it's not one of those things that everyone's clamoring for, then it's more your own. It's not been co-opted by somebody else. I absolutely get that. Like Burger King, he said. Right? Yeah, for hunger like the wolf. Yeah, Burger King. They apparently they wanted. Yeah. To buy it and they didn't want. No, I'm very glad. Them I'm very to think proud about that. of them for holding on to that forever and ever. I mean, when Bruce Campbell is doing Hungry Like the Wolf in an old, old spice, spice commercial, <laughs> I was like, who the hell let that happen? But um, obviously, he's aware of this, I, yeah. I would assume. Um, but that's it. Like, when else, other than like at basketball games, when they very, very rarely use Notorious or something like that, it's usually very targeted. Um, so I would, I would imagine that Shadows on Your Side would not be one of those that would be overused. Or I think of we we talked about New Moon on Monday earlier. And I think of New Moon on Monday as one of those special songs, but it was a hit. So the jocks know of the song New Moon on Monday, and that kind of irks me a little bit. The jocks? What do you mean? Jocks. I mean, like, the bros, the college dudes, you know? Oh, okay. The people who don't get it. Yeah. Do you know how special that song is? (laughs) (laughs) Have you listened to that song? 
So yeah, I, I you no. Know, I yes, my non um, Duran centric friends know who what New Moon on Monday is. So <laughs> I just calling mean, your friends jocks. No, 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 no. Well, and some are former jocks. <laughs> Anyway. <laughs> so a question in that, would we consider the chauffeur or seven stranger hits? We know they are favorites of the Durannies, but did they even chart? Would they be, would people know about them now? Would they be considered hits? We talked about what do we consider a hit, right? We were looking at the position in the charts. I don't, I don't know that the chauffeur ever charted. It was never officially released as a single. So yeah, I think this, it could be included in our conversation. It wasn't a hit. When you look at a lot of the articles of recently um, that has been written about Duran and talking about songs that you may not have heard of, and they always songs have the chauffeur. B side songs or D tracks. Yep. Chauffeur is always usually on that list. So yep. I don't think the average person knows about the chauffeur. Yeah. Except for those. Well, I guess you know, like the punk bands and who, who, which the Descendants or somebody did a Deftones. Deftones. Thank you. <laughs> not the Descendants. The, That's a that is a band, yeah. but it wasn't a <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah, that would have been fun. <laughs> doing it. Yeah, the Deftones doing the show. For, I mean, I, I think some, I think people know about it, but it doesn't fit the category. It wasn't a hit. No, oh, okay, it wasn't a hit. So, right. So, what other Duran songs do we think should have been a hit? It's your turn. It's my turn. Well, I do like "Shadows on Your Side." Last chance on the stairway. I love that song and Shadows on Your Not Shadow. <laughs> and Hold Back the Rain. Yeah. I'll edit that out. And Hold Back the Rain. I mean, those were such fun songs on Rio. And, you know, we were talking a little bit earlier as a young listener. I didn't understand how radio play worked and charts worked and that there were a lot of people making the decisions of what songs went out as singles and radio programmers saying, you know, maybe tweak this or give us this or give us that. I just thought these are really cool songs and I'm not hearing them on the radio. And that was kind of sad. So to me, those songs, I guess, would say were not hits, but they were such fun and fantastic songs. I think it's a little sad that they didn't get a little bit more coverage. But to your point, Stephanie, I mean, there's a, it's a little special now. So if we hear some of these songs pop up, they aren't so worn out. I guess that's a good way to put it with some of the songs that were super, super popular. They get a little worn out. And these are a little more special. I guess anyone out there on the first album, I mean, we I heard that live right before the lockdown. And it was super fun to hear live. And that's another one that I wouldn't say is a top hit. It was never released as a single either. Um, that's true. And I was waiting for somebody to go to the first album because obviously my single comes from the first album <laughs> and I was just checking to confirm my potentially incorrect information <laughs> but am I right in saying that the sound of thunder was the first song they ever performed live no it's the first song they recorded yes it's mm-hmm. the first song they put down on tape okay correct that song should have been a single and sound of thunder sound of thunder should have been a single I think that it fits the flow of planet earth and girls on film I think that careless memories was great but I honestly think that sound of thunder could have fit before careless memories in that one I will stand on that rock <laughs> <laughs> until somebody knocks me off. Um, You'll be waiting for the sound of thunder. Yeah, waiting for the sound of thunder. <laughs> 
Um, we talked about, is this just a, all of Duran Duran's catalog singles that should have been hits or one, uh, one, uh, from each album. And, um, well, the question from classic pop was specifically to the eighties. It was specific yeah. to the eighties. Yes. I, I mean, if I did go to Rio, because I, I, I'm 100% sound of thunder on that, um, overall arching all Duran Duran catalog. But if I did go to Rio, it would be new religion. I think it's funky. I think it's danceable. I think it would have fit following maybe Rio instead of Hungry Like the Wolf. Um, I think it's different. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know that it, that could have turned people off. But I don't know. I think it's funky enough that people would have vibed along with that and then picked up Hungry Like the Wolf after that. What about Make Me Smile? Well, don't even go there because that's my <laughs> all-time favorite Duran Duran song. And it's not even there. Um no, it make me smile is like that's just <laughs> there's something about it. I don't know what it is. I even heard the original version right now I can't think of the name of the band. Steve Harvey. Um I, I heard it the other day and I was like, Holy crap, that's the name of the song. <laughs> um that that from Seven and Ragged Tiger is obviously it was the B side to the reflex single. I think it should have been <laughs> released as something magical for Duran Duran. I don't know that anybody else would have got it but me. Um, but for Rio, is New Religion, and for Seven, I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I'm I trying to remember what was on Seven and Ride the Tiger. Um, probably Crime and Passion, just because it was so in the face. I That's think a good one. I would have responded to that real, real, real big of Crime and Passion. Beyond that, I'm not going to go beyond that because Notorious has a bazillion things that could have come out. And there was a lot that came up before 1990, so I don't want to get stuck in the 80s. Yeah. Yeah. Those three. Those three I worked with. You know, and really kind of talking about, like, the programming and stuff, don't we remember the story about the reflex that I don't even know if it was the lead single until Niall mm-hmm. reworked it? it. So that kind of plays into the two. They figured out this is going to be a really good song, and then let's bring Niall in mm-hmm. to redo it. Mm-hmm. And I've mentioned on a podcast before that my single sounded different than my album and I could not figure out why the one on the album was kind of boring. And then the one on my single was like super fun and I had the 12 inch single and I loved it. So now I understand. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and to tie in Nile, I'm going to move on to the other, other, other stuff that could have been hits. Um, it was Nile's relationship with Inexcess mm-hmm. that created that difference in the reflex because the Duran dudes were in Australia, Molly Meldrum and all those guys hanging around at a party. They hear Original Sin and they're like, who the hell and how can we do this? And that began the relationship with Nile. And in my other songs that should have been hit, um, I have two. They're both from Australian bands. Um, although one I need to reconsider because it's not in the 80s. So I have one. <laughs> and they're from, they're from Australia, and they're a band called Inexus. <laughs> little band um, from Australia. Tiny little band from Australia who, um, besides R.E.M. in the 80s, was like my other... Fun fact, did you know they opened for the Go-Go's? They opened for Adam Ant, too, <laughs> in New Orleans in like 1982, and I wasn't there because Melinda was there, and she told me. Okay. Like, when did you see them with the Go-Go's? I didn't see them with the Go-Go's, but I've been hearing a lot of Go-Go interviews. Uh-huh. And Gina just talked about it with Lori on something. Oh, 
on um, Lust for Lists. Gotcha. Yeah. So the Go-Go's open for it? No, in excess open for the Go-Go's. Oh, cool. And wow. apparently Gina and Belinda had to watch them every night because Gina was like, Michael was the most amazing Ooh, front man ever. I know. I would be like me. watching them every night. <laughs> I did get to see them finally, but not until X, maybe. Okay, so sorry. Uh, I interrupted. Anyway, what no, is your NXS good. song that should have been a hit? Well, okay. There are a bunch. But um, from Original Sin, there are two songs that charted in the Australian charts, but not in the U.S., and that's fine. I'm including this anyway. Um Dancing on the Jetty is one of those life songs for me, which I did not mention in our life songs episode. Um, but Simon, Simon, <laughs> Michael, brilliant <and> flip. Um, <laughs> Michael sings, watch the world argue, argue with itself. Who's going to teach me peace and happiness? And that hit me very, very early. I was a very young person when I decided that's how I wanted to live my life. So Dancing on the Jetty is um, an in excess song on Shabu Shabbat that should have been a single. And on Original Sin, uh, Burn For You. Burn For You actually did not come onto my radar until John and Andy guest VJ'd on MTV. (laughs) And John said, we were in Australia. We were introduced to this fantastic band, and this is their new song, Burn For You. And I saw the video, and I listened to the song, and I was like, (laughs) (laughs) So was that the first NXS song you heard? No, no, no. That was... Probably original sin, yet I didn't really know. Put it together. Yeah. Okay. Um, but seeing the visual and hearing that song, Burn For You by Inexus. So I would say Dancing on the Jetty and Burn For You are my two favorites. And I may be wrong. Dan- Dancing on the Jetty may also be on Original Sin. I will verify that. Stephanie, what about yours? Oh, my gosh. Now, it's, I'm, it's very I'm, now I'm thinking about it's very hard the first time I ever saw Michael Hutchins. <laughs> Which was when? Probably when watching The One Thing, like oh, on MTV. Crawling on the And crawling on the table. And then oh. I also was like, who was that other, who's, who's that other hot guy, which was John? The drummer. Drummer. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And I too only got to see In Excess one time and it was on the X tour. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if I've ever sh- I've shared this story with everybody, but I will. I was here locally and saw them at... Well, actually, locally, meaning San Antonio. And I was in college, and I took two friends with me. For whatever reason, it wasn't completely sold out. So the section next to us, I had a better angle of seeing John behind the kit. And so we we climbed over something to get into the next section. And sure enough, Michael climbed into the section that we were originally in. And I will never forget that moment. Be sad. And it's very sad for me um, because I probably could have hugged Michael Hutchins oh and did not get God. to hug Michael Hutchins. He got Hutchins. a sweat on you. And yeah, like, oh my God. Yes, that really did happen. <laughs> oh my so back to favorite 80s songs. I have, I don't, I have one more comment about NXS before okay. we move on. Yes. I love it when people play Need You Tonight straight into Mediate. Yeah. Because they'll do that here, like at a dance club. They're meant to be played together. Yeah. Those two songs are meant to be played together. Richard and people, Blade agrees with you. Okay, good. Well. Good. Because, because if you, it's only on first wave. You hear it. Well, they do. Together. 
Yes, Need You Tonight with Mediate. And okay. I know that Richard Blade has personally, I know I've heard him on multiple times saying there's he could never not play the two together. Yeah, okay. So we'll Richard do Blade does agree with what you're saying. Okay, good. And then just to clarify my previous point, Dancing on the Jetty is on The Swing. I kept saying Original Sin, but The Swing is the one with Original Sin and Burn For You and Dancing on the Jetty. Go step. And The One Thing. And The One Thing. Right? And then I think Mediate should have been a hit along with Need You Tonight. Ah, so. That's but, I mean, it kind of was because obviously for the video it went into media I know so how can you I mean like MTV always played them back to back so how could you not so when actually when I hear a radio edit it doesn't sound right it doesn't sound right how it was supposed to be played yes Let's skip over to Suzanne because I absolutely cannot narrow it down. Oh no! <laughs> to we one eighty song. We like, don't have don't to even, narrow it down. I don't even I can't. I don't even know where to begin. Right okay. Now. Well, it's very difficult. Yeah. Okay. So I feel like the eighties cruise has helped me with this question a little bit because as I've gone on the cruises, I will dig into these bands' catalogs a little bit more before the cruise because I'm going to see I'm going to see whole sets by these people, so I want to know more than just their one or two songs. And when I start doing that, I'm like, oh my gosh, I haven't heard the song since 1987, and I love it, and I still know the words. So the thing is, those were semi hits. And if we're, you know, if we're defining hits as charted, these songs probably charted, but I have not heard them in 20 plus 30 whatever years because they're not played now when you're hearing kind of revival kind of music. So the ones that stand out to me, the outfit, the outfit, (laughs) we've been drinking some sangria, of course, (laughs) the outfield, all the love in the world, which was just amazing live. I was blessed to see them in 2020, the cruise right before the COVID hit. You know, that was an amazing song. And this is before we lost Tony. So that was even more amazing. Rest in peace. Rest in peace, Tony. Sweet man, an amazing song. And it's like I said, when these songs come on, and I hear them sometimes on the radio when they play the Casey Kasem, when they flash back to a full episode of The Countdown. And they do that usually on Saturday mornings or sometime on 80s on 8. They don't do it all the time. But they will play these songs that I knew. So I guess they did chart in my mind. But they weren't like hits that we're still hearing today. And then I'll be like, I love that song. So, you know, All the Love in the World was definitely one of them. Asia was on the last tour. And Asia, what was the song? It's um, Don't Cry. I do not know this one. Was it Don't Cry? You would know it if you heard it. That's the thing. These types of songs, to me, once you hear them, you'll be like, oh, my gosh, I, I know that song, and I love that song. And then Patti Smythe was on the last cruise. And, of course, we all know The Warrior, and it was, you know, Scandal with Patti Smythe. But then there was Heartbeat was a song. And yeah. it must have been that. Maybe that was the B-side of The Warrior. Loved it. Goodbye to You. Also by Scandal. Things that we just do not hear now, and then they sing them, and they're like, oh my gosh, Beat of the Heart, that was another one. Maybe that wasn't Heartbeat, it was Beat of the Heart. That was what it was. Uh, and I, I just, these are songs that I just. Heartbeat was still. Don Johnson. Looking okay. for heart. Yes, Heartbeat, sorry. With Weasel Zappa on okay. guitar. <laughs> to that album. Yes. I got okay, so the song I, I meant was Beat of the Heart, which I which may have been the B-side for the scandal, but somehow I heard it and it was fantastic. Another band that in the US everyone seems to think is a one-hit wonder is Aha, which as 
listeners to this podcast, y'all know they're my second favorite band, only to Duran And the rest of the world doesn't think AHA is a one-hit wonder because they've actually listened to more songs than Take On Me. So the follow-up to Take On Me was The Sun Always Shines on TV. So some of y'all might have remembered that. The entire Hunting High and Low album is my second favorite album behind Rio. I love that entire album. So there are lots of songs that I feel like like Jody was saying, charted in other parts of the world and had some attention in other parts of the world, but just in the U.S. just didn't get the attention. And it the may have been. The bros aren't going to know it. The bros won't know mm-hmm. it. And maybe it was just the people running the radio stations and the DJs and they weren't appealing to the right people or whatever, or they didn't have a cool enough video and it wasn't in the rotation because I think some of these, the videos helped. My other quick comment, and then Stephanie, I'm throwing it to you is Ultravox. And really, Ultravox, I've only started digging into in the past several years. And everyone kind of knows Vienna and Dancing with Tears in My Eyes, but like Reap the Wild Wind and Him. And you get into some of their stuff, and it's so good. And I love it so much. And I feel like it influenced a lot of things. So some of these bands have these songs that have influenced stuff even today that at the time we might not have even known about. And they probably were import albums anyways, and that's why I didn't get into them back in the day. So, okay. I I um I like that you brought up the ones that the bros won't like and you're a DJ because there were renegade DJs that played things that were like deep cut. I remember specifically Lisa traveled to South Carolina one summer, must have been eighty five, and she wrote me a letter on the two week trip or whatever to South Carolina and in that letter she's like, They're playing murderous on the radio <laughs> and to know I had just seen Power Station, I think, in New Orleans. Yeah. She's sending me this letter. I was like, oh, my gosh, these DJs, they can actually play things that aren't in this rotation. Now, that was kind of my recognition that, yeah, DJs kind of had some control until I think it was a little bit later, later when there was less control and you got the same things over and over again. And isn't that the thing with Richard, with K-Rock? In California. Oh, maybe, yeah. And then the L, was it L-I-I-R, the Long Island mm-hmm. radio station mm-hmm. that Larry the Duck yeah. is on? Yeah. Like, those two apparently were the big radio stations that were playing a lot of the new wave and a lot of this stuff. But then we were getting it from MTV because I guess the MTV programmers were listening to those stations, and that's kind of how some of it yeah. probably came about, too. Yeah. No, those, those Renegade DJs were awesome. And I don't know, I don't think I ever experienced any directly. Like, K-Rock was this dream station I wanted to listen to. I was in South Louisiana. Yes, and back in the back in the eighties, if we were not physically in a place, we could not physically listen to the radio station. Exactly. Although I do remember one night, very late at night, somehow catching a Howard Stern episode on my some kind of radio. I don't even know what I was doing, what I was listening to, but I heard Howard Stern interviewing Duran Duran. And I heard <laughs> Howard Stern. I could have dreamed this. I don't know. No one's ever confirmed this. But I heard <laughs> Howard Stern ask Simon if he would ever consider posing for Playgirl. And Simon's response, I will never forget this. If I dreamed it, I was a brilliant child. He said, you better use big staples. <laughs> Okay, so let me let me tell you this. What I've learned now is I purchased some vinyl on eBay Uh that was the Rick D's radio show. So kind of like how with the Casey Kasem radio show and maybe with Howard Stern, they would print 
records yes. and that's how they sent them out to all the radio stations to play their radio shows. Yes. So I have one of the Rick D's where he does interview. I think, aha, that's why I bought that one off of eBay. So like they're kind of like promo albums. So they're not like proper albums. Yes. And the album I has has like old commercials from the eighties, which is like super fun, like for a, a gris shampoo or something mm-hmm. like crazy like that. So because the technology was very primitive. They were able to move some of them around, but it was vinyl. Yeah, yeah. Oh, just side caveat to that. I've been watching. This is not something I do every night, but only recently because I've been locked in my house. Um, I have been watching old YouTube videos of hours-long broadcasts of MTV. And they and keep the commercials all of the in? original commercials and everything. I don't know what the market was. I'm assuming yeah. it was New York, but that's very interesting. Okay, Stephanie, we've given you lots of time to think. <laughs> And I still don't have a definitive (laughs) answer. But I will say that, and that's, it goes back to what I first said. I'm thinking about like, you know, my favorite care song, which is a B side, which is, you know, the, the B side to high, like, you know, yeah, like I can't, like, I just can't. I cannot (laughs) come with my favorite. I just don't know. I'm just going to tell you that. But, it would probably include something from In Excess or The Cure or Sting or all of my favorites from then that are still my favorites now. So I will say that because I so, cannot okay. come up with a let's, definitive. Let's explore that Sting thing because I'm thinking 90s was when I started listening to Sting solo, maybe late 80s, early 90s. So then let's concentrate on the police. Mm-hmm. Is there a police deep cut that you would have liked to have seen as a single? I cannot think of a police deep cut. Yeah. So uh, I'm I, like, I cannot. Kind of that I'm to, yeah, that's so like stopping me. I mean, on the drive up here, I heard Fortress Around Your Heart, which God, is not. That's my favorite Sting song. Which uh, you know, speaking it's of the 80s on 8, um, you know, Rick Springfield's theme this week. Um, Rick Springfield has a, Rick Springfield uh, has, has a, a show. has a weekly show oh, yeah. on 80s on 8, working <gasps> class DJ. Um, oh and he was, his theme this week was solo artists from famous bands. And so he was doing, you know, Peter, Peter Gabriel and Phil Collins and Sting and John Lennon and Paul McCartney and just all the, all the good stuff. And so I hadn't heard Fortress Around Your Heart in a, in a, in a hot minute, oh, but, love that um, you know, of course that is from, but that is a single and that was a hit and that was his, his first relief off of Dream of the Blue Turtles in 1985. All by I the mean, Russians. Huh? All oh, by Russians. Russians. You know, I did a I did a paper on Russians like I forgot what in high school <laughs> but anyway let's I digress. Awesome um, of course the lyrics were printed so it helped me kind of dissect the song a little bit better and of course I got an A yeah it's got to be it's got to be something probably from Sting okay so, so now uh, that and now that you're bringing up Rick Springfield I got a <laughs> I got to go back on that one for a second <laughs> on the 80s cruise so the first 80s cruise he was like the host of the cruise. And he was doing one of his shows, and I love a song called State of the Heart, yeah, yes. which was not a hit for him. I like right. Bear of the Heart better than State of the Heart. I like State of the Heart better. I like both. Well, I, I know. But he has both of them. Song. Yeah. So he was doing a song out by the pool, and he was like literally taking requests 
from the audience, which have you, have we seen many artists take requests from eyes? And I am right in the front and I just yell, Stand of the Heart, which is a B cut, which is a B side basically for Rick Springfield fans. And he's like, I don't think we've played State of the Heart. And he played it because uh-huh. I yelled it so loud and all like the But it was a video. Field. It yeah, was a video. But, yeah. but they never play it anymore. He doesn't play it. And he's like, I don't even know if my band knows this, but they can follow me. And then he sang it. So I was very proud of myself that I got at least a deeper cut. So maybe it, it had a video, but I got him to play it. it so that was good. Yeah. And Affair of a Heart did have a video. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. When we yeah. saw him with Richard Marks, didn't he do kind of a fan call out thing? I can't remember. It wasn't. He, it was a little different. It was different was than that. Because literally he was taking requests of his songs from people yelling them yeah, okay. in the crowd. So, and even like the fans afterwards were around me. They're like, we love that you asked for that song. So, oh, nice. Yeah. That would be like us being in the front and yelling secret October and everybody like going crazy. Cause the guys played that, which that would be really awesome. Which, if it happened. Uh, once again, <laughs> secret October. We'll yeah. take that on the next tour as well. Thank you very much. Come on people. <laughs> okay, the only song that I can I like Man in a Suitcase. I'm looking at, at police songs. And from Synchronicities, the first one I looked at, the only one that wasn't a single that I liked, which wouldn't that's be like, thing. It's like almost everything was up. a single. Right. That's not <laughs> Walking in your footsteps. Uh-huh. I liked that one, mm-hmm. but I, I I don't know that I'm as excited about that. So maybe the police was a bad <laughs> A bad example because everything. But I will hear. I but I will hear all of that. Everything, man in a suitcase, walking your footsteps. I will hear that on first wave. Yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. And okay. and the cure earlier, I was thinking of Catch, um, which is one of my all time favorite songs. I don't think that the normal bro is going to know that song. Probably, um, not. but it did chart in the U.S. But you know, so many cure songs, and you mentioned some. There's got to be others that I like too, but. I think Catch is probably one of my favorites. Well, thanks, Classic Pop, for coming up with a very cool topic for us to discuss this week. Listeners, if y'all want to come to our Instagram page, come tell us what are some Duran Duran songs that you think should have been bigger hits. And they could have charted, or I guess they weren't released as singles, but what songs do you think would have been bigger hits? For the boys. Should have been. Should have been bigger hits. Yes. Or hits. Not bigger hits, but oh. should have been hits. At all. At all. <laughs> <laughs> Make me smile. Yes. <laughs> Although, again, I'd be the only one who, who would even buy that. No, you wouldn't. We all love Make Me Smile. Thank you for tuning in to the Cherry Ice Cream Smile Podcast. We are so glad you could hang out with us for a while. Please subscribe to this podcast on your favorite podcast player, including Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and you can even find us if you ask Alexa. Make sure to also follow our Instagram page too. See you again real soon.